Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we've got a great malicious compliance story all about managing a restaurant. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, you will not recheck our scores? Fine, have fun with unemployment. Context, I've been working in this health insurance company for the past three years. I recently took another position with better hours and better pay, but this time it was to coordinate appointments with doctors and specialists. My metrics were always great, and the reason I was selected for the new position was due to my metrics. This has been brewing since October 2022. We used to have a co-worker, let's call her Karen. Karen is this old lady that thinks she knows it all, everything she says is right and she often blames everything on someone else, typical Karen activities. The first time I interacted with her was back in October when I messaged her via our work chat because she messed up prior authorization for a patient and the MD office was calling to have the person that created the authorization fix the issue. The conversation went like this. I said, hi, good morning. I have an MD office calling requesting to speak to you in regards to a prior authorization that looks incomplete. Karen says, and you couldn't help them? This is a call center you're supposed to help, and I don't even know who that MD is. I said, you're correct, this is a call center. However, you created the authorization, and as you know, I cannot fix authorizations that were not created by me. And also, they'll likely speak with you specifically. I also provided her the patient record number and the MD office phone number. She said, well, I'm not available to talk to them. I said, okay. I went back to the call. I specifically told the MD what she said, including that she's not available to talk, but hopefully she'll call them back to fix the issue. I also sent a message to my direct supervisor with a screenshot of our conversation, and I simply said, this is unprofessional, especially in an environment like ours. Fast forward the start of the year, Karen took a position with our quality assurance department due to them being understaffed. I used to work in the QA department and I knew the ins and outs and knew she would be assigned to our department since she already had experience. Context, our quality assurance gives scores from 100 and if we miss something we get points deducted. For example, miss HIPAA, minus 20, give inaccurate info, minus 10, don't advise people for our survey, minus 5, etc., In January comes my first bad score in three years in the company. It was a 56%. I was astonished because it was the first time I've had a bad score, but I also make sure the score was correct. Our company gives us the choice to listen to our calls just to be sure, just in case the quality agent made a mistake. I listened to my call and I did everything right. I completed the information, provided good service, and I asked the PT if they need assistance with anything else and provided a closing script. On the quality note, it was stated that I didn't offer any help, and that I didn't even complete HIPAA. I sent it to my supervisor, and he stated that when I offered the closing script, the patient asked something, and I replied and disconnected the call. Okay, I still said the closing script, and his question and my answer lasted literally 5 seconds. My supervisor still went to her and managed to fix the score to 95% because she felt like I didn't provide a survey. 
If someone's worked in a call center, you know that metrics are everything, and one bad thing will quickly not get you your monthly bonuses. And on top of that, we get our butts handed to us by management because if we don't achieve the metrics, they also don't get bonuses. I took screenshots of our conversation and saved it in a file, then I sent it to my personal email since I know our IT department is known for deleting anything that is not a working system or appropriate. Fast forward three days ago, or April 18th, I had received several scores ranging from 85 to 80% and only one 100% score. The 100 score I received because Karen wasn't the one who audited my call and the other person found everything alright, but the 85% looked fishy since the first thing you see is the patient name. I quickly remembered the call because the person was funny and I enjoyed the call. I listened to the call and of course, I did everything perfectly. However, Karen put on the system that she deducted 10 points for not telling the patient that he had a copay for the visit and another 5 points for extending the call. What? I contacted my supervisor and let him know what had happened, however, I didn't receive a response. I was confused, so I sent a message to a coworker who told me that they'd been having the same issue with Karen with inaccurate audits and the department not achieving their monthly goals due to it. Since my supervisor didn't reply, I did what everyone does when management doesn't reply. I messaged Karen, and I sent her a message that just said, Hey, I've seen some inaccurate audits, and I would like to know if you could recheck them, since I listened to the calls and everything was done properly. The reply I received was, All audit scores are final and it cannot be appealed. I knew it was a lie since I'd worked with quality before, and I know it could be changed. I replied, You know I worked in that department for one year, and I know it could be rechecked and reversed, right? Karen said, Your previous position is irrelevant in this matter. If you don't like the score, you can go ahead and submit a complaint to my supervisor. I replied, Okay, have a good day, knowing that her supervisor knows me really well. Cue malicious compliance. I just didn't create one formal complaint. I created one complaint for each time she scored me incorrectly. Not only that, but I also told my 19 coworkers what she said and advised them that if they would like their scores overturned and rechecked, they could send a complaint to her supervisor, but only to send one complaint per bad score. Also, to let you guys know, we don't get one audit a month. No, no, we get audited 10 times per month. In the span of 24 hours, her supervisor must have received around 200 complaints from our department, complaining for one person, Karen. The first complaint was mine with Karen's conversation, saying that all decisions are final and that she cannot recheck or overturn, and also saying to submit a complaint to her supervisor. Her supervisor sent me a message saying that they'll evaluate all the complaints and scores, and we will be receiving a message. That was on Monday, April 17th. Tuesday, we didn't get any messages. Wednesday, I couldn't go to work due to my illness. But today, on 420, I received a message from her supervisor stating that my scores have been reviewed and properly scored. And also stating that my supervisor will be under investigation because any complaint should be submitted to his manager and he never submitted anything. And that the employee has been terminated. But the best part is logging into our chat and seeing Karen's profile with no pictures, and instead of her name, it only said, unknown user. The morale of our group is better, and I hope we don't have issues again. I just don't know what Karen's endgame here was. 
Did she really think that somebody would hesitate to report her to a supervisor? I mean, if you're getting dinged for things you're not dinging yourself, you've got nothing to lose. You know you're in the right. You should have no hesitation. You know 100% you didn't do anything wrong. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Our next story is, a new manager was older than me, so knew the best way to run an event. I used to work part-time from a university running student events. Experience is the best teacher. I'd participated in these events as a student, assisted in these events under someone else as part of my scholarship, and as a staff member, ran the events myself. We had a new college head who was much older, approximately 50 or 60, while everyone else was in their early 20s. This woman was the most pig-headed, arrogant fool you can imagine. And despite being new, she wouldn't sit back and observe how things worked or listen to those on our team who'd been there for years. No matter what you told her, when she announced something that wouldn't work or would cause problems, the answer was the same. I'm older, so I know best. Didn't matter if it would take you longer to do it her way or... In one case, if it was technically illegal, of course, mistakes that we'd warned her would happen were always someone else's fault or swept under the carpet. During event planning, one look at the schedule told me she hadn't allocated the team properly. Email exchange. I said, hmm, probably not a good idea to have the whole team in an hour before the event, most of them standing around doing nothing. Best to get five or so people in for setup most of the team in for running the event, and hold back another three to four for cleanup. The college head said, no, I want everyone in helping out equally an hour before the event. I said, they're only meant to do two hours work per event. If you have them an hour early for a two hour event, 
that's three hours. They'll all leave before cleanup. The slackers will slack off and the proactives will end up doing everything. The college head said, I'm older than you, I know best, just do as you're told. Cue malicious compliance. I said, fine, but I've got some personal business to do directly after the event. I'll handle procurement and setup, but we'll need to leave right afterward the event is over. College head said, that's fine. On to other business. Day of the event, the whole team showed up an hour before for setup. As expected, five or so did all the setup work while most of the team stood around on their phones. Some even got bored and wandered off. It wasn't the team members' fault for standing around. Only so many people can do meal prep and set up tables without getting in each other's way. Ten minutes before the event, College Head shows up and everything's running smoothly. Event was a lot of fun. Some of the team continued to wander off. Some ran the events. Some participated. I was running around like a gopher letting the College Head take credit for the event in front of everyone. Not doing any work, mind you, but taking credit for it. I made sure to remind her I had to leave right at the end of the event for personal business in front of the other college heads several times. To be extra spiteful, I neglected to stop several team members from wandering off who had done no work other than standing around talking and eating and encouraged several people who had definitely done two hours worth of work to call it a night and thank them for their help. Forgetful me, I also didn't tell team members standing around during events to start cleaning up as things were finishing. All the free food was gone, all the games were over, both students and team members were wandering off into the night, and all of a sudden, the college head said, Wait, where are you going? There's so much mess and we've got to put away all the tables and tidy up all the different games, but everyone's left. I said, hmm, yes, we probably should have saved up a few team members to do cleanup, but they've already done their two hours. Anyway, like I told you earlier, I've got some personal business to attend to directly after the event, so I'll see you tomorrow. College Ed said, what personal business is it? This will take over an hour to do all this on my own. I said, I'm sorry, but I said personal business because I wasn't comfortable discussing with you or the team about what it was, as it really is quite personal, and I'm going to be late. I wandered off home for my personal business of closing all my curtains and playing Xbox in my underwear, chuckling at the thought of that arrogant woman having to do all that work by herself. The formal complaint she put in for me leaving didn't really go anywhere, as I just forwarded the email exchange to management. Sadly, pig-headed people are pig-headed because they don't learn no matter what, I eventually quit and a few months later was introduced to my replacement's replacement who was also ready to quit. Well, at least she didn't like stomp her feet down and say, well, you have to stay here and clean all this up. You know, at least they didn't force people to stay past their two hours they were supposed to do. Just a really good learning lesson to maybe listen to some advice. Our next story is managing a restaurant. Let me take you back to 2006. Managing a popular bar and grill on the waterfront made famous in the chase scene from Meet the Fockers. One Friday, a group of three come in around 7pm. One man and two women, all late 50s, early 60s. They're seated in our back room at a table for four. Water is poured, bread is served, homemade and fresh. As one of my waitstaff, a young lady named Mary Beth Nape, a knockout blonde I had a crush on, was approaching the table for drink orders, one of the females spilled her water, proceeded to blame and berate my waitress along with the two other guests, which left a very hard-working young lady in tears. 
I catch her running through the kitchen, tell her to head out back and toss her a smoke and just go chill, tell the other crews to mind her section. I proceeded to the table to inquire. Speaking with the table, I smooth things over and inform them I'm replacing the waitress and will gladly buy them a round of drinks and apps for the misunderstanding. Now, what they didn't know is that I had watched the video. No one was even near the table when the water had been spilled by the guest. They also didn't know that they happened to be sitting next to my own parents, who had come to see me as they had never visited my work prior. When I left the table, the male was yoking it up and saying, you gotta make a scene and slap these managers around a little and then you get stuff. My own father, appalled at this man's abhorrent behavior, stepped away to inform me of what had taken place, to which I assured him, Dad, just enjoy the show. So apps and drinks arrive, I send another round with dinner, and another after dinner, and even threw in free desserts and ports. Present the bill with basically only entrees on it, the gentleman is pleased. As they're leaving, I grab Mary Beth and walk her to the front door and out to the curb. The customers pull out, make it 20 feet to the stop sign, and bam, lights go on, they get pulled over, he blows a 2.2 blood alcohol level, and I called in a favor I had earned prior. And just to add a little salt to the wound, I let him know once he was cuffed in the cruiser, it was me, it was by design, and sometimes he gets slapped back for making a young lady cry for no reason. He made some threats and was quite angry as he was rolling away. Needless to say, Mary Beth was pleased, my father was proud, and that guy didn't get out till Monday because it was holiday weekend. The two hags that were with him had no ride or money, so they walked their disgusting selves back to whatever rock the freak they crawled out from. Hope you enjoyed. Now I just want to know what OP did to get a favor that they're willing to go and do this. It's kind of predatory from a police standpoint, but honestly, if you blow a 2.2, you should not be anywhere near driving on the road regardless. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.